You're listening to Colorado Sportscast Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Thank you again for joining me on the Mortcast, part of the CSG Podcast Network. Uh, thank you all again for this. I, I, I really do appreciate those of you who have been listening to these uh, solo CSGs. Um, I, I don't. I, I think I've explained this before. I'm really uncomfortable with recording a solo podcast because you really have to fill up a lot of airtime, um, and uh, I honestly can fit everything I have to say in relatively 15 minutes. Um, this is my third attempt at recording this. Uh, I, in fact, I recorded a complete podcast uh, Wednesday night. And uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't refuse to upload, and then I lost the file. So subsequently, the Nuggets have gone out and beaten the Clippers in the return of Danilo Gallinari. Um, so I decided to completely re-record this thing, and you know, with a fresh set of uh, um, facts and eyes after the Nuggets played one more game, um, in, in which they managed to uh, win in a blowout, which is uh, actually a rare rarity for them. Um, of their, uh, let's see, they are 28 and 12th. Of their 40 games, only six have been uh, 20 point margins, and majority of which have been basically tight games coming down to the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, we will be talking about that, but 28 and 12 is great. Nikola Jokic recorded his, uh, uh, I believe, his fifth triple double. Um, um, yesterday, as of, you know, recording this on Friday, Thursday, um, Bill Simmons was on the uh, um, uh, Low Post and uh, Zach Lowe's podcast and, and, and made a comment, uh, a couple comments, and one of them I completely missed, by the way. I completely missed that he semi-shouted out Denver Stiffs, my old, uh, as we, uh, you all know, my old uh, blog that I wrote for and was proprietor for for uh, seven and a half, eight years. And, uh, I completely missed that part because I couldn't get beyond him saying, uh, Denver has uh, a terrible home court advantage, which I just couldn't get over. And I tweeted about it and I got, of course, you know, like 900 billion people, uh, liked it on Twitter. And I, it kind of got a lot. If I had known that he had, if I had concentrated on it and known that he had shouted out Denver Stiffs, I would have said that's pretty cool because Nate Timmons later tweeted about it. And then Adam Mata's wrote an article about it this morning. It was a really good one that uh, Bill Simmons then retweeted. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then later that day, I did a podcast with Brennan Vogt. Uh, on his podcast. Go check that out on Denver Stiffs. Um, it was nice to be with Brendan. Um, uh, it was good to get a different kind of thing. It was a half-hour podcast where he talked about me and uh, my my uh, blogging slash podcasting career. So please, please check that out. You'll see a, pic, a really poor picture of me on the site, so you'll know exactly where to look for it and click on that and listen to it. Um, to get to the kind of what the Nuggets have been doing and what and what they're about recently, I've, I've, there's two things that have come about that have really been uh, what I think the, the coaching emphasis of Michael Malone. First of all, I'm going to kind of briefly cover this, which is something I think is incidental to Michael Malone. Um, I don't think he had much to do with this other than it, it was a discovery between Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, this 5-1 pick and roll, which is the inverse of the way you usually do pick and roll. I mean, famously, uh, uh, 
John Stockton and Carl Malone. That was a one-four pick and roll, uh, which was basically the the beginning of what you. I mean, the pick and rolls were basically before that. I mean, uh, you pick and rolls is one of the most common uh, uh, plays in basketball history, along with the give and go. But uh, the pick and roll uh, was really revolutionized by John Stockton and Carl Malone. But it's always the guard dishing to the big. Well, the Nuggets have completely flipped that on its ear. And what really makes it unique is Nikola Jokic can see more because he's so big. And he's got an innate passing ability. So that actually has led to a, a really good and cool kind of uh, play between him and Murray that has uh, been very difficult for teams to stop. And I believe they developed that themselves, uh, just working with each other and discovering that that's what they could do. It's this really cool little thing that they've been doing recently that I, I really enjoy. Now, outside of that, uh, people have, have really been talking about the Nuggets' um, defense being not as good as it was. And let me just say this. The, the Nuggets were never going to be a top three defense. Uh, they were started that way, I think you could say the first 20 games, maybe even the first 15. Um, it was unsustainable. Um, injuries considered. Obviously, Paul Millsap missing games was going to be a big uh, blow. But, you know, in the in the huge, in the really what the uh, what matters in this sense in the NBA, in the modern NBA, is if you're going to have a deadly offense, your defense is generally going to be uh, right around middle of the pack, and that's good. Um, and modern defense is picking your spots. And gone generally are the days of uh, defense-dominant teams. Uh, it's very, very rare because of the way the NBA rules have been emphasized to to uh, really help offense and really open up offense, it's hard to play uh, 48 minutes of slow-it-down ball. And the Nuggets are the slowest-paced team relative to era. Let me just put it to you that way. Obviously, they, they were slower in the 90s and even slower in when George Carl was here, but that was a different style of game and it was a different different mentality. Um, the NBA in the last five years is a completely different thing. People are shooting a lot more above the break th- threes, which count as a possession. So it kind of exaggerates the, the amount of possessions in a, a game. So it, it really basically... and, and truly is it, some things are inflated. So when you look at the pace stat, which I hate, by the way, you will see you know the Nuggets' pace relative to defense and all that stuff. Your defense has fallen off quite a bit, but a lot of what the Nuggets are, even though their defense has fallen off, they're still one of the slowest teams in the league. And people have always asked me that, and, and this is very true. People have always asked me why the Nuggets are this slow, and I'm going to use an anecdote, and I think I've used it before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, Pat Riley, when he coached the New York Knicks, I'm talking about from 91 to 95, um, were surprised that the Knicks were a slow-it-down defensive team. Well, that was the way that Pat Riley would have preferred to coach the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1980s. His personnel did not dictate that. Uh, they had to play the way they did because of the 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 Magic Johnson and they were a breaking team, um, you know, who who could play really great uh, half court offense, but they were a really fast paced Showtime, you know, Showtime team. But that's not the way Pat Riley wanted to coach, mostly because he hated turnovers. Um, if there was any, if you ask Pat Riley, 
uh, even to this day, what annoys him. It's turnovers, turnovers that I think um, are something he uh, really emphasizes, taking care of the ball. As Michael Malone would say, valuing the ball, all that stuff. And that's the way why the Knicks, one of the primary reasons the Knicks were such a slow grinded out team in the 90s um, was because that that's the way Riley wanted to go. He hated turnovers. You would see this, and, and this is something that's very true, John, or John Starks would, and he was always, he's kind of like the J.R. Smith of the 90s, um, and he would have his moments of brilliance, uh, but he would have his moments of boneheadedness, and uh, a lot of the time, a lot of times, the time the times that Pat Riley would pull him out of a game was be- when he committed two turnovers in a row, uh, was careless with the ball and t- committed turnovers. Michael Malone is very much in the same kind of vein as in, in as far as turnovers go as Pat Riley, and there's a philosophy, and that some disagree with this, and some some someone pointed this out to me on Twitter um, that you know turnovers can happen later in possessions and all this stuff. Um, while that is true. If you take care of the ball, and if you are a deliberate team, and the Nuggets, if they're anything, they are deliberate, um, you generally are more controlled, are under control, and the then the, the, the notion is you, you know, do less of the uh, turning the ball over, which there, I, I, I think there, there's... There's turnovers, and then there's turnovers. There's turnovers of stupidity, and then there's turnovers because you're being aggressive. And I think the inability to, to uh, differentiate that is probably one of the reasons Malone has this Nuggets team playing as slow as they do. Now they're 28 and 12. It's worked, largely because of the, the, the talent on this Nuggets team. It's about time that people start to recognize that the talent on this Nuggets team is really, really good. Okay, you do not win with coaching philosophy. You win with talent. And this Nuggets team is so talented; they are able to overcome playing a slow, uh, slow it down style of ball in an era that encourages you to be really fast um, uh, and shoot above the break threes and all that. It really is a tribute to Tim Connolly, Arturis Karasovas, and the Nuggets front office that they've been able to. Uh, to do this and thrive, you know, and and Michael Malone and and people give me a lot of crap because they think I'm constantly down on Malone. I'm not. I see some deficiencies and I do point them out. Uh, I think he is the coach of the year in the NBA, and I think that is 100% abundantly clear. You can't give it to anyone else. I, I don't care if you could, you could make an argument for. Uh, uh, Nick Nurse or Mike Budenholzer, but to be honest with you, it's Michael Malone. With no one would have thought the Nuggets would be twenty-eight and twelve, and then through the first forty games of the year, we're, I mean, we're almost halfway through this NBA season, and the Nuggets are first in the Western Conference. That is absolutely amazing. No one would have thought this. So, since the Nuggets are in this position, um, obviously Malone has done a great job. Uh, I have quibbles with his philosophy. And I think that his cautiousness will come back to haunt the Nuggets eventually. And, but in the grand scheme of things, it's hard to complain. And since the Nuggets are a very deliberate team, um, you see moments where they can really overcome. And what has helped them this year, what has helped them this year, is the fact that not their defense, 
but that their offense has been able to uh, be under control enough to where they can get back a possession. Um, by that, I mean a team goes on a run well, they can organize themselves enough to where they themselves start hit baskets. Um, as I said before, modern NBA defense is all about situations. It's situational defense. It's, it's, it's the LeBron James defense, okay? Picking your spots, going hard at different times. Because it is very true, you spend more energy on defense than you do offense. I mean, that is, that is a truism in basketball that uh, has never gone away. And since they – I'm sorry, I just took a drink of coffee. And since that is the, that is the case, um, a lot of times defense-heavy teams have tended to be slower on offense, and they, and they tend to have poor shooters because they spend all their time defending. You defend with your arms a lot in the NBA. You're moving a lot. It's just it's it's part of the deal. It's not a it's not a bad philosophy. It's just different. Um, what the Nuggets have needed to do, and and what I've encouraged people to do, is not freak out about the Nuggets' um, defensive regression because that means offensively they're getting better, and that was always going to be hand in hand. You. It, it is almost impossible to sustain a top three defense and a top three offense. You just can't do it. And the Nuggets were, at the beginning of the year, if you guys know, was, were a pretty bad offense because they were so defense heavy. Now, what they've been able to do is their offense has gotten better, and they've been good enough defensively to where they can overcome. And that is more the uh, modern NBA model, despite the Nuggets being the third slowest, third or fourth slowest pace team in the NBA. Uh, they've been able to overcome because their offense has gotten significantly better, particularly as coming back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, the 5-1 pick and roll, is the Nuggets discovered something that is special and unique, and teams... Uh, need that sort of thing. You know, people uh, bash the triangle because, you know, Phil Jackson was easily bashed at this point. But to be honest with you, it, it, was, it set up offense to where you could find the most dominant guy. And it set up the offense to where the guys who needed to score scored. Very similar to the way the Nuggets 5-1 pick and roll is, where the guys who need to score are scoring in combo. All right, and that sort of thing actually is the sign of an elite and very special team. Uh, more than anything else, the Nuggets have done. Uh, don't worry about the defense. As long as the Nuggets are middle of the pack, as long as the Nuggets are middle of the pack, they'll be fine. If there is a regression to 30, 30th in the league, then that is going to be a big problem. But as the Nuggets stay right around 12, 10, right around there, maybe even 13, 14, they're fine. Um, that's where they were in uh, 2013, um, and Iguodala had a lot to do with that when the, he was on the team. But if you're right there, that means you can play enough sustained or at least situational defense to where you can overcome. And right now, the Nuggets at 28 and 12 are are on a roll that I have never seen, and it's very, very encouraging to watch. I'm really looking forward to see what this team provides going forward.
All right. Well, thank you for joining me again on this Mortcast. Uh, next podcast will be with me and Nate. Uh, we will have a very special guest that we'll be interviewing, and uh, we'll have another guest after that, and uh, actually a couple other guests. So it's going to be a really nice set of shows coming up between Nate and I. I look forward to talking to you guys, and I'll see you later. Goodbye.